Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, Logan Paul scams and Mr. Beast indifference. So Logan Paul tweeted out, good rounds with Mr. Beast, and there's Logan Paul looking ripped and uh, Mr. Beast looking tired. And Mr. Beast also tweeted out a picture of him and Logan Paul being like, hey, yo, I'm doing some boxing with Logan Paul or whatever. I found this surprising because Logan Paul just recently did his whole crypto zoo scam or whatever that he was called out for, where he still hasn't paid back the victims of that. And he's also run heaps of other scams and stuff and been in endless different controversies. So why is Mr. Beast hanging around with Logan Paul? It looks photoshopped. I mean, if it is photoshopped, both of them have similar pictures on their Twitters. So it's like, it's not fake. Like the man has enough money to get any trainer on the goddamn planet and he's hanging out with Logan Paul suggesting that this is a business brand decision where it's like oh it doesn't really matter how toxic Logan Paul is or how, how bad his brand is or who he harms it, it doesn't matter Mr. Beast like hey gotta build their brand yo and so I tweeted out controversial statement in this business having a large audience and influence makes any wrongdoing instantly forgivable those are the top support they own nothing else matters it is all a game and it's obviously true to a large extent but obviously it's not true of everyone at the top right people do have standards up there but if you're wanting to get to the top of any industry that can usually require you to ignore a lot of the seedy stuff that goes on or the the shady stuff or the actual wrongdoings direct wrongdoings of those around you because you've got to shake a lot of grimy hands to get there you know something that clearly i am not very good at or comfortable doing guilt by association we're not saying mr beast is guilty we're saying that he is directly working to prop up someone who is harmful and toxic to others it's often good to go to extremes if you don't understand that point it's overplayed now isn't it but imagine mr beast starts hanging out with hitler is that we wouldn't say well we're not saying mr beast has directly done anything that hitler has done right but i'm saying like he's hanging out with hitler giving him a platform obviously logan paul is not hitler of course making those comparisons is uh even using extremes like that often muddies the water because uh everyone wants to fire at you what are you saying logan paul is hitler no i was i was explaining the principle how you know promoting someone who's bad can reflect badly upon you even if you haven't specifically done those harms yourself. I don't, I don't understand what you're saying, Logan Paul is Hitler. Oh, all right. Yeah, uh, disappointing. Because uh, we've talked before um, about trying to understand to what degree that Mr. Beast actually has care for others or to what degree that simply showcasing that is a part of his business strategy. Because if you recall, one of the breakout things that he did, and he would tell this story all the time, is where he had a sponsor who was gonna give him $5,000. He was gonna give $5,000 to a homeless person, but he's like, no, 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 no. Give me $10,000, I'll give it to the homeless person. That looks so much better in title, so much better. Trust me, you'll get your money back. And then he did that. Where his concern and interest didn't seem in giving this homeless person extra money, it was in making the situation more marketable. Increasing the marketability of the video by giving more money. Mr. B certainly being one of the first to read capitalize on the idea of giving people money in a very public way to promote content. I just find it very hard to believe that he doesn't care at all. But people don't just have singular motivations. People can be motivated by endless different things at the same time to varying different degrees. And clearly he's a businessman, I think first and foremost. And so that would influence what he's willing to do in regards to his uh, charity and generosity and who he's willing to associate with. Hot take, Mr. Beast content is mid. I think calling it mid is the wrong word. It is clearly very well produced content, but it is content that is designed to, to appeal to the widest possible amount of people that you can conceive of, right? And content like that will never be the most amazing content for effectively anyone. It's like you can have a shirt that fits the widest amount of people on the planet possible, but like a, a tailored 
set of clothing will always fit snugger, even though that tailored fit of, fit of clothing will not be suited for the vast majority of people. The tailored suit of clothing for each individual person will be better, even if that shirt will be most widely, con widely consumed. Maybe that's a bad example. This creator is weirdly obsessed with me. So there's this dude commentary channel. His, his name is Nick is not green or green is not Nick. Depending on variation, I'm not sure. He's in that kind of vein of drama YouTuber who does next to no research about anything they're talking about, but has that kind of casual kind of attitude that they take to topics that people find endearing. It's that kind of casualness that can only come from not really caring if what you're saying is true. But some people prefer that, right? They, they, they don't want people writing coherence, detailed arguments about stuff. They just want someone who's just like chill being like, yo man, these guys are fucking dumb, bro. They just don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I'm not in that kind of vein myself, right? I don't understand why a person would want someone who does clearly does not give a fuck at the topics they're speaking about. But that is a brand on YouTube and, and Nick apparently falls into that. And so he recently released a video, not about me, not about my ideas, but he name dropped me in it like 12 fucking times. On the other side of things, like the dark but twin, what's his name? Viper. That's kind of the main basis of this situation. There's that one annoying dude, um, Viper, twin, twin X Viper or something. And that guy is a freak. The whole dark, uh, the whole dark uh, Python thing that happened with that guy. Of course, this Viper, dark Viper or whatever, his fans swarm. This all, it's a whole thing with that situation. If I know how this shit normally goes, that dark viper guy is going to come after me and he's going to write like a whole manifesto about me because I mentioned his name in the beginning of this video. Misrepresenting me at every single possible turn. It was strange. Like of all the people I've beefed with in any way, shape or form, I have never seen someone so petty and childish. There's this point at the end where he's like, I just know that dark viper, you guys can write a 14 page essay about me. I'm like, what, what would I say? <laughs> Nick is not green, said some childish things in a video. It was very dumb. How am I gonna stretch that to 14 pages? I, I, it, it's just very weird. But you might be confused why he would do this. I explained for people who care on Twitter. Yes, I am aware Nick is not green, name dropped me a dozen times in a video. The guy is hella obsessed. It has been a month, but he has still not stopped whining that I showed that his friend, it's Gabby Bell, is a habitual liar. Yeah, so he's friends with Gabby, right? So he's just as much of a liar as she is. And he's, he's whined about this on his Instagram or I don't know where the post was from. It's probably from Instagram. It looked like it, but I don't use Instagram, so whatever. I could be wrong, of course. Maybe he is obsessed because he felt it was still good promotion for Gabby. So he'd figured he'd lie to his audience in the hopes of the same attention. Kind of disrespectful to them, but birds of a feather flock together. So I've added him here and I said, here is your attention, mate. I'd pat you on the head, but I wouldn't want whatever you have to rub off on me. Unfortunately, I don't have time to write you the essay you begged for at the end of your video. However, I am sure you can just invent one in your head and describe it to me, makes no difference to you and saves me the trouble. A part of the reason why I decided to tweet this out, because obviously you don't want to engage with the, the dregs of the internet, right? There's no productive reason to give him the tension that he's begging for, but it gave me opportunity to again tweet out the video about Gabby. If you want to check out what has got Nick so angry, check out the hidden lies behind Gabby Bell's YouTube career. Both hilarious and informative. I saw some people in the comments saying that, that it sucks. I'm like, yeah, it does suck. But if you ever put yourself out there on any issue, this is just going to be the result. Dishonest people exist in every aspect of discourse. Like Nick probably has never seen or read a single word that, that I've written or, or said. But he doesn't care. It's just more advantageous for him to slander me to his audience. And that's, that's going to be the case regardless of what position you take on any issue. There's always going to be someone there who thinks it's better just to not engage with your arguments 
not engaged with what you've actually said and just make up shit for funsies. It's a part of the reason why if you go back far enough when I'm talking about reaction content, I always assumed that I would just say some stuff but not really become like an activist for a cause because I don't want to deal with that, those kind of stresses. Combating the, the the dregs, the dishonest people, the the, the the people who care about no one but themselves is, is just a huge burden that you take on whenever you truly try to change something. And as defeatist as I am in regards to the possibility of ever making a significant change, it always just fe felt like a, a burden that was not worth taking up. But an interesting question to me will always be, if Charlie didn't pick up my tweet and misrepresent it to millions of people, my original essay, I mean, would I have ended up in this situation anyway? Because I said that I would have originally liked to have made that draft script into a video at some point. But would I ever have actually done it? Am I now only in this position defending this? Well, obviously I believed it all throughout, but am I only defending it to this degree because Charlie kind of pushed me into a position where I now have to? And I don't know. Yes, I guess that's my thoughts on this. Unsure if ultimately beneficial or not, but certainly an annoying thing to be reminded of that these sorts of people exist and have influence over the world. Hassan shows that he is garbage for the 101st time. So as is the case, like every week, Hassan says something weird and or insensitive, as he always does. And this is the latest one. Karim says, this is wild. Streamer says, Starfield fans can't be supportive of Todd Howard because he is white. When I think about what makes it special, it really is the people here. I don't want to- This game is a reflection of the incredible okay. and passionate team that made it. Damn, dude. Y'all fucking, y'all ride that dick. You guys are riding the dick of white men. Okay, white men that have lied to you in the past. They've lied to you and they've led you astray and they've hurt your feelings and you're still riding it. So my statement to this was, this is probably intended as a joke in the sense that Hassan may be trying to be funny but is failing miserably. That this occurred during an explanation of others passionately working hard to create something and experience Hassan has never had is likely coincidental. My question is, what was the joke? Is the joke an exaggeration saying that all white people lie? Is, is that the joke? Like, had, if he had said, Todd Howard lies so much, so giving him your support right now is probably unwarranted, fine. But he seemed to, the, the joke seems to be that the reason why Todd Howard lies is because he's white. That position is so absurd and bigoted that there's no way that's what he's intending. But as a joke, that still seems bad. Like, like how desperate do you need to be? Or how bad at telling jokes do you need to be where that is your go-to? Like, my interest in this was less that Hassan has said another dumb thing, and more just like, what was his intended joke here? What was the humor? Is Are there people who would find this as a joke funny? Very strange. Would I make a channel to host other people's clips? Sai was sent this clip on Twitter from JixaW Live, and they said, what are the chances, bruh? And it's a clip of the mission derailed. So he's hit the side and the bike has flipped up onto the train. And so he's climbed up onto the train and then run, run to get his bike. And then it triggers the cutscene and he continues. I have never seen that before. And so he asked what are the chances and I answered millions to one. <laughs> he failed to fail successfully. I thought that was a really good clip. I do wish I had some sort of an outlet where people could just send me all these cool clips of stuff that's happened in GTA Online or uh, in single player. For a while, I thought about doing a series where other speedrunners could send me their best clips of stuff that's happened in their runs or how their runs have died and stuff. And then I could use the ad revenue to like make prizes for tournaments and stuff. But 
ultimately, I don't really want to become like a clips channel for other people's stuff or to react to clips and stuff as a fundamental part of my business or something. It would ultimately just be, rather than creative work, just clips of, you know, minute clips of video games and stuff, which is a little bit different, but at the same time, like, it's not something I'm really super keen on. I do think it ultimately would have been better for the GTA 5 speedrunning scene, because they could have had some good tournament money, but I don't know. Deadly does that, but he doesn't get many views. Yeah, he has a, a, a channel for that. I've shouted out once, I think. It's some good stuff. I even thought about maybe getting him to do it for my channel or something, but um, nah, it's, just, it's just not something I really want to do, I don't think. This influencer's dress made everyone confused. This dress from Addison Ray caused a bit of stir. Addison Ray wears statement piece in new photo shoot for Vogue. And it's Addison Ray with two plus two equals three on the front of her outfit. Who's Addison Ray again? Musician, influencer, TikToker, model? I see. Obviously, this led to a lot of people being like, so what's the statement? Honestly, I'm less interested in what the statement is and more just like everyone guesses what it could be. My joke was, the statement is, creating a group of four will result in someone being murdered. <laughs> but what was her actual intended meaning? That people deny the obvious? Or she is wrong as a person? Because it's, it's, the three is in red, so the dress acknowledges that the answer is incorrect. No one here seems to be saying what it is. I'm trying to be more engaging on Twitter. So because of my desire to engage more with Twitter, to try and grow my following there, realizing that I can have more influence if I can reach more people on Twitter. Like my goal ultimately is to change the minds of people on stuff. Twitter is a way to do that and engaging in that space, right? I've got to become more of a commentary channel. I can't just be the best gosh darn gamer creator ever, right? But again, to what degree, to what degree I should really care about trying to change minds and stuff. I, I'm, I'm very conflicted on these kind of things, but regardless, right now I am in my phase of trying to be more engaging on Twitter. And so this person tweeted out, what villain was terrifying because they were right? And they put a picture of the Joker. Was the Joker right about something? I'm not sure. But I looked at this post and I was like, I want to tweet this out. And so I tweeted out the picture of me where I just have a mustache and I look like Escobar. I, I tweeted in response to this, Matto Escobar, because I am right as is Pablo Escobar, because obviously cocaine is awesome. That's, that's the joke here. Cocaine is awesome. I've never had cocaine. I have no idea. Cocaine sucks. Don't take it. Be good. Would I like to have a pet? So TGG tweeted us, this is my new puppy, Sonny. Please say hi to Sonny. What type of dog is this? A border collie or something? It is very cute. It does have those eyes of a white walker. And so in response to this, I said, this is a good boy. Source, I am a voice actor for GTA 6. I liked my follow-up joke though. This is a picture of where my dog would be if I had one. <laughs> and it's just a picture of my floor. I was just in bed and I'm like, click. <laughs> Still haven't gotten a dog chat. Just signing on for responsibilities. Having something rely on me. I don't know. Creates a lot of mess. I'm a very solo sort of person, you know. I do think one day I will get a dog. And a cat. And a cougar. Those three. They'll be their best of friends. Answering your most interesting questions. Are there any exceptions to React channels and stuff? Only one I can think of is Dr. Mike, who reacts to, to media, TV shows, and TikToks, and he gives medical knowledge about the subjects he's watching and explains to viewers to what each thing means. A lot of what people call reaction content 
They only call it that way because the word react has come to replace reviews, directors, commentary, like these kind of things. They, they just use the word react instead. If you have seen the media before, you understand and know you have something to add. And rather than giving your first impressions live or something, you record yourself giving commentary on the thing, then you edit it and package it for YouTube. That's fine in my books, right? Even in a case where you personally haven't seen it before, but you have a team of people who have seen it and know that you have something to add, fine. That is also more acceptable. My main concerns are with people who host watch parties and give their first impressions to things they have never seen before, entire creative works as a substitute for making anything yourself. That is my main concern. And the, and the further you move away from that, the less I'm going to care. If you are personally involved in something, don't care. Music, also don't really care because a song listened to once in a YouTube video, especially when broken up by commentary, is not in any way, shape or form a substitute for that song. No one's like, I'm gonna listen to some sick beats. I'm gonna go listen to a song on YouTube rather than Spotify, listening to a person stop it every 20 seconds. And you've, if you've heard the song once, it doesn't lose its value, right? There, there are many exceptions that I have. My standard for what is acceptable is lower than what you need to meet the legal guidelines of fair use. It is why it's so funny that people consider me to have such a ridiculously hard stance on reaction content. There are things that I think should be legal that I'm fairly certain aren't by the laws of fair use. But no one knows or cares what the fair use laws actually say. No one cares about the precedent at all. It is just easier to attribute to me a ridiculously hard stance that if you watch any of my work, you could not conclude I have. So yes, there are many exceptions. But uh, in saying that, it's still all lazy trash. Even the exceptions are garbage. Even my Reddit recap is garbage in terms of creativity. But it's uh, it is nice to celebrate fans' creations of my own work or, or manipulations of my work, you know? What do you think of music, movie, TV reaction channels? Do you consider them to be in the same vein of, uh, as what XQC, Moist, and Hassan are doing? Music, fine. Movie, TV shows, no. Substitutes to the original, not creative work. You aren't transforming shit. You're just watching, uh, hosting watch parties. In some slightly older rambles, you talked about how you're going on walks and trying to eat healthier. Have you continued to do this? And if so, how's it been going? Ah, uh, I quit doing that a couple of months back, largely because it didn't stop me feeling like shit. It just took up more time. And as I've continued to do more and more stuff, I've had less and less time to do it. I don't have an hour that I just want to throw away. The biggest thing that's helped me in terms of sleeping well has been getting my blinds finally fixed. I'm sitting here in just permanent darkness all the time. Perhaps not healthy for the average person, but uh, it seems to be helping me. The only thing that screws me significantly is not my diet, it's not exercise, it's just not sleeping consistently. As in staying up too late working on a project and not just going into bed, especially because it takes you so long to sleep. It takes like two hours. Who are these people who can get to sleep in like 15 minutes? Like I did everything, I, I did everything right. I, you know, I was going, exercising every single day. I was like turning off electronic devices hours before I went to sleep. I was not drinking caffeine, still couldn't get to sleep. I'm, I'm fucking done with it. It's, it's ruining my life and it's just not having, bring me forth any rewards. Screw it. Would you consider television to be a dying medium? Because I exist in this YouTube Twitch bubble, I always find it surprising that anyone is engaging with other forms of media more than they're engaging with things like Twitch and YouTube. But relatively speaking, Twitch is like a tiny, tiny portion of the world, right? It has like a concurrent viewership of like 2.5 to 3 million viewers. And there's 7 billion people in the world, right? Well, how many, how many does it get? A few hundred million. Um, yeah, 140 million people use Twitch at least once per month. Uh, receives 31 million visitors per day. So it's not a small website, but small relative to everything else. And YouTube, it, you know, has 2 billion monthly active users, but 
There's still just people like in the doctor's office or whatever, like, like turning on YouTube and whatnot. There are still a lot of people who like to just sit down and watch television, your Netflix and all that jazz. Will it die? I don't think it will in the sense of using a television to engage with online media. Because at the end of the day, a lot of what people watch on their televisions now are just live streaming online platforms, right? It's almost like TV has just transformed into all being online live service platforms. but And that's what people use their television to engage with. Yeah, like, would you consider Netflix to be television? Kind of, but not really. Right? Netflix isn't classic television, I would say. Like, if you mean free-to-air television, I would be surprised if that would ever go away. Because you would assume that governments would still want to support some form of public act access television in case they needed to communicate a message to the entire population. <laughs> but if, if no one's watching it, would that even be important? I'm not sure. The US is trying to make all free-to-air television go away? Really? Like, yeah, maybe, maybe free-to-air might go away. Possible. You know what's not a dying medium? Pressing that like and subscribe button. I wish you all the best.